it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, so you know what that means. It's time for Shelly Live on VOCNation.com. Hola, 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 hola. You are listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dazzling Danielle. Hello, hello. And together we are the Martinez Girls. We have the microphone set on a good setting, so we have to use our inside voice. Yeah, I was trying to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe next time we'll back it up. Back it up. Back it in. Let me begin. So this weekend was awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I needed a weekend where I didn't have to worry about posts. I didn't have to worry about shooting. All I had to worry about was my mental health. And let me tell you something. That's something that I've been really going, uh, I guess, on overtime with lately. And... Something that I've been saying over and over is I just don't know what's been wrong with me for the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week I talked about how I've been in a bad mood, disgruntled Shelly, and we talked about a few things that have been bothering me, and it all made sense, right? But since then, it's like after we talked here on Shelly Live, and I sorted some things out. Like some of those things I didn't even realize until we were talking about it. So I really was digesting everything. And by the time the weekend hit, I was so mentally exhausted just from everything that i just been digesting lately that I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to work on like what I need to like take care of me. That's what it is. And I think what I do sometimes when a lot of things are piling up and bothering me, like it has been in the last couple of weeks, months, almost a month now, is I end up, instead of like taking a second to deal with it and figure it out as much as I can, I just keep working and working and working. And then like sometimes let's say I'm editing a video, right? And then all of a sudden maybe there's like a little oops-a-doodle. So normally I would just be like, oh, this is a pain in the butt, but whatever. But when I'm in that vibe, that disgruntled Shelly vibe, it's like, Oh, this stupid thing, and it make, takes the fun out of it, and it's really because something else is bothering me. Well, it sounds like disgruntled Shelly needs to take a little breather. But I did. This weekend I did. You know, and it's good that you recognize that it's easy to get caught up and stuck in that frustration mode. 
and it's like a snowball effect when you're in it and one little thing sets off another little thing before you know it you're in a bad mood something that I've been really working on in the last this is now week three is really organizing my days uh, according to what I'm gonna be doing that day and what do I mean by that I had this whole vision Danielle like this is years ago where I was at, it, you know what it was it was right right when I started focusing on doing the secret society again. Mm -hmm. And that was during the time where, if you remember, I was doing Postmates and Uber Eats. And when that just was not worth it anymore because mm -hmm. it just wasn't anymore monetarily and for my mental health or my freaking bank account. It just wasn't worth it. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to really focus on the secret society, building that back up. You know, I took some time away from it since the first time I built it because I got involved in pro wrestling. So it took a lot of my time. So one of the things that I wanted to do even back then when I brought it back and we were at the old place, um, is I wanted to work Monday through Thursday. And the reason why is because when I was doing the Uber Eats and Postmates, I was doing just that because at the time, specifically Postmates had this thing where if you drove for Postmates, I don't know about like driving people, but for the food app, that's what I did. They had these incentives. Like they would say, okay, if you worked from noon till five o'clock, which is like their rush hour, right? And then from like seven o'clock, no, five, no, wait, what was it? It was like 12 to five. And then I think it was like from 6.30 to like eight or something. There's like that like time where people are really ordering either lunch or dinner mm -hmm. and they would double or no, they would guarantee a certain amount that you're going to be making that day. So I kind of was like, it worked out for me as for much as it did because I would just work during those times and it allowed me to, you know, do whatever else. So when I went back to doing the secret society, I was like, I want to come up with this schedule, but I haven't kept to it. And so finally, this is week three. I've been keeping to it. Not only that, but every week, Danielle, the mm -hmm. way I schedule things is better than I did the week before. Well, that's called improvement right there. And you strive for that. And somebody who I am a perfectionist and at the same time that makes me set up for failure because I'm like, oh, I need to get it right the first time around. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get it right, then, oh, I'll just give up instead of or just... why bother? So you need yeah, to like you get so frustrated and so discouraged. So just striving for progress, even a little bit here and there, and then shoot a little higher next time. I think that's a good mindset to have and more realistic. Some people are pretty extreme and they thrive on that kind of stuff. But at the same time, when you're going through those extreme modes, it's hard to like find that daily balance. Absolutely. And the thing is, is I'm no stranger to the list. Let me tell you something. Because I used to have, if you remember, Danielle, when we lived in that studio apartment, that's when I really came up with like having this list. And I would have like M, M, L, that means Mertz, Mertz yeah. along. I had this whole to-do list that I, because I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. And I'm somebody who, you know, Danielle and I, we've talked about this before. We grew up pretty much with a single parent. So my mom was always at work. I was just left to figure things out on my own. So something that I've learned about myself 
throughout the years is if I could see something and then have that gratification with like a to-do list of checking something off, that helps me stay motivated. And it's so crazy because I was thinking about it uh, recently and I was like, you know, I'm just one of these people that, yeah, I always want to start like some kind of support group, like not mm -hmm. me start one, but like get in one mm -hmm. or when I've worked with personal trainers in the past and you have to mm -hmm. check in with them or whatever. I just learn I'm the type, like even though I've tried to try to try, I just work better on my own. And I think that's because, I don't know, I've had a weird life. The things I do for a living are not quote unquote the norm. So like, I don't know. And it's not to say that I'm not open to help or like I don't look for help, but what I've learned is in my life, I've always had to rely on me getting certain things done on my own. And I think this goes back to there's so many times that it, throughout my life, like I try to either like collab with my friends or, um, you know, think that something's going to really work with somebody. And then it just doesn't. And it doesn't make sense. And you're mm -hmm. just like, why doesn't this work? Like it doesn't make sense. And then when I get to that frustrating part, I end up figuring it out on my own and it ends up helping me later in life. For example, me editing my own videos. Back in the day when I had ShellyMartinez.com, I had a falling out with those web people, which mm -hmm. then made me have to start over and have to learn. So now look at me. Now it's like I cut out the middleman. And then recently it's been about this damn membership on ShellyMartinez.net for my secret society. So I finally figured it out and dang it, it works. Like people, when they sign up, I'm getting the money, they're seeing the content mm -hmm. and that makes me feel like, whoa. And that's just for me, like I'm not the same as somebody who, when they go and they have a personal trainer and they have these fitness check-in groups and they do really, really well. That's just not me because my life is completely different. And so it's like, I don't know. It's just, I work better by myself. Well, you seem to be more self-motivated and some people are that way opposed to others. And then there's different times of our lives where we need a little more motivation from others. And just think about your training, you know, when you're just learning certain things, it was really helpful for you to go through training. You were doing Lucha style and you're going hard and all these different things. When it comes to business, it seems like as an entrepreneur, as our mom is our mom is our mom. But something that we do gain from her is this entrepreneurial, if that's a word. <laughs> sure. One of them entrepreneurial spirits. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's true that business owner, you just got to figure it out, work with what you got, be real scrappy. I guess what it is, is for me, I've been, especially being in the professional wrestling world, right? So... Especially making it to WWE. Not everyone that's in the professional wrestling world is going to make it there. Again, it's nothing against them, and I wish people would realize that. It's just there's only so many spots. There's not enough spots. That's just it. So that's why it makes it more difficult. And being in that environment and being around different people then, it's like, for me... It's like, oh, how can I say this? Some of those people that I've worked with have 
been introduced to the fact that independent wrestling and wrestling schools exist. Some of them, their whole life they knew that for wherever they lived or whatever circumstances. Mm -hmm. Some people were born into it to where another parent's if not both were wrestlers. Mm. Um, some people, maybe they find out a little later in life, like in high school or, you know, whatever, and they end up going to a local show. Like, I literally did not know how to become a pro wrestler. So I'm in that category of people who had no idea. And I think that's a lot of West Coast wrestlers at that time, in that time era, because in the Midwest and in the East Coast, and even in other countries, wrestling seems more of a presence back in the day had more of a presence but i should say back in the day so it's like even within the pro wrestling world a world that i was successful in and i still make money off of it because i made make money off my name even that journey for me was different you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's crazy because i would get judged by my modeling i did prior to getting signed and I would always get judged for, like, the types of photos I take and all this. And it's like now the way society is, a lot of those same people are doing the same things. And it's not that I'm going to sit here and be all bitter about it. It's just, like, so crazy that me having to figure things out on my own, even in the world of wrestling, was such a minority group. And I'm not saying I'm the only one. It's a group. There's a, And those are the people I, like... Francine, the reason why we're good friends is because we both are people who have had to just figure life out, figure it out. Well, okay, what's going on? And not everyone's that way. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying, like, I feel I work. And it's weird because when I was in Kentucky, <clears throat> I used to work out with these fellas. One of the guys, Dean Visk, shout out Dean Visk, he was so huge. He was the one I told you that he worked at a hospital, like, before getting signed. And I always ask him questions about things, so or medical things. So one of the things he would do is he would say, okay, Shelly. He'd say, okay, Miss Shelly, let's do six no matter what, meaning six sets. And it would just really get me, like, I needed that motivation. Mm -hmm. And to this day, when I do cardio, sometimes if I'm struggling, I break it up into, okay, it's 60 minutes, that's six sets of 10, and I replay Dean in my head saying, okay, Miss Shelley, let's six no matter what, six no matter what. So it's like, I have gained from being a group effort, but now where I'm at in my life and the things that I'm trying to do, mm -hmm. I'm just better doing it by myself. Well, you've already gone down that road and see what works for you and what doesn't. And now you're in a place where you could be more self-motivated. And the thing is, long live that motivation. Because mm -hmm. just today when I did cardio, I was hearing Dean in my head. Okay, Miss Shelley, six no matter what. Okay, you got three more to go. And it's like that motivated me. Mm -hmm. And so being in a group effort experience the past and a lot of that is for me with wrestling because it was super hard to do and not only that but where I feel I struggled just as much as when I first got involved in it and trying to find that discipline and like not giving up and bitching out is when I went back into the indie world and I started training again because at this time I could play the vet card mm -hmm. I don't have to get in the ring 
I could just sit there and I can schmooze and I can take a couple bumps and work on a couple things, but I don't have to do the drills. I don't want to ever, but I did. I didn't care if I was a vet. I was a student in that class. Mm -hmm. So that's the deal. Maybe in a whole, yeah, but not in that class. I'm here to like, whatever. So it's crazy because sometimes when I'm trying to do something, especially if it's always physical, I always go back to wrestling and I'm just like, you know, the times that we've gone on crazy hikes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And I'm like, no, dude. It's like, you know, and then even when I do training or um, even cardio sometimes, I think, okay, just go out there and do it. I don't have to drive anywhere. No boys have to touch me. I don't have to touch any sweaty boys. And this is helping my health. So again, there goes that group effort and it still helps me. And it's in the beauty of nature. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people get to work out outside. That's true. That's true. Outside but inside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so on Friday, I am going to be releasing on my YouTube channel, my main channel, youtube.com forward Shelly Martinez channel, a video that I'm going to be filming... What am I going to be filming this? I got, see, I got my little list here. I think on Thursday I'm filming it. Yeah, on Thursday. So on Thursday I'm going to be filming this video. And originally, like, here's the thing. The topic that it is, I teetered back and forth. Do I talk about this on Shelly Live or do I do it in my YouTube video? So today I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to talk about it on Shelly Live. And then let everything that I talk about here sit and then do the video and then people will see it on Friday. Okay. That sounds like a plan, ma'am. Yes. So what my video is going to be about is why recently or not even recently when the last, when I say recently, I mean the last like year up until recently, recently, I have unfollowed a bunch of people that I like. That's right. Why did I do that? Well, after this break, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why do I unfollow, and I've continued to unfollow people I like on social media. Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, does he have a car? Tell oh. me more. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and 
Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly live here on VOC Nation. Okay, so here's what we're going to talk about. But first, let's just give props to Ethel May Potter. Never forgot her. Her mm-hmm. chimes are just going crazy right now over there in the porch. Well, little Ethel May herself has been saying hello to us yes. for the last day or so, and we appreciate it. Who is Ethel May? Who are you if you don't know who <laughs> Ethel May is? Her sweet little girl who went across the... What do they call it? The rainbow. rainbow? Yeah, the rainbow bridge. Yeah, the rainbow bridge in March. And she is Fred's soulmate, and she's our soulmate too. Yes. I believe that we have more than one soulmate in this world, and it's not always romantic. So, More times than not, I feel it is. Yeah, I feel like... Pe- but I feel like we humans want it to be so romantic. It's not that way. You can have family members, friends, animals be your soulmates and have multiple soulmates. And that's why I think people feel guilty sometimes in relationships like, oh, I need to settle or blah, 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 because I love this person so much. But, you know, we are vast people. But Metal Jesus only has one soulmate, and that's me. He's <laughs> the only person in this entire universe that has one, and that's just me. <gasps> Little Min Min isn't in there. Yeah, she is. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, let's get into this. So why did I unfollow a bunch of people I like? Well, let me tell you something. Going back to Metal Jesus. So there are a couple people that up until recently I've continued to follow on Twitter because I couldn't bring myself to unfollow them because I didn't want them to think that I had a problem with them or I didn't like them because I do like them. I have a very high opinion of one of them, and the reason why I felt it was best to unfollow them is because 
I've had sexual relations with both of these people. Oh my, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. I had sexual <laughs> relations with them. I want to have sexual relations. Sexual relations. Oh, what did, she say? What did Mrs. Blue say? Oh, she's, she's a, a feisty, feisty one. one. <laughs> so the reason, okay. So let's back the truck up. Sorry, beep, beep, real I know you're trying to be serious. No, it's fine. <laughs> back the truck up, beep, beep. So... When I was single before meeting Metal Jesus, I hadn't dated anyone for about three years. And, you know, I wasn't really hooking up with anyone. I had a dud or two, but I mean. <laughs> I hear you, sister. Did I, though, that time? The dud? Wait, okay, the, the one dud, like Mr. Dud USA, that was. Okay, because here's the thing that I learned about myself. For some reason, I go in threes. Like, my big relationship I've had before Metal Jesus. Not only did it, it was just shy of three years when we broke up, but I didn't hook up with anyone. No, I had the dud that I hooked up with. I okay. made out with him, but little, I didn't sleep with him. Little milk dud. Little milk dud. I didn't see it. I didn't see the little dud. <laughs> you know, it was very junior high, very junior high school. So... There was him, but other than that, like nobody else. So then when I got a boyfriend who then turned out to be another dud, <laughs> another dud. Um, Darn those milk duds. I know. So I hadn't been with anyone for three years, sexually. <laughs> you know, we had the makeout dud. And then when I got that boyfriend, dud. <laughs> I remember. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I remember, I can't remember who it was. I was with you and another female. And I was talking about them. And you said, and you know, Shelly, it's so sad because you waited so long or something like that. Sounds, that sounds very much <laughs> like me. To be like, oh, pobrecita. <laughs> so then that relationship only lasted like a couple months. And then I lost my damn mind. It was with this other dude. I don't know why. It's a, it's a mystery. Maybe he did witchcraft on me. I don't know. We've but all been there. Six months was that one about. And then after that, nobody for three years. So after a dud like that, you got to take some time off. That's some serious. Time top, sometime, like, that's three duds in a row. They're like, dang. I can't believe. Wow. That's three you, duds in a row. You think I'd learn after second dud? Here's the thing. And they, it was like that too because the first dud, okay, no, no harm, no foul. It never made its, you know, way through, so that's fine. And then dud number two, it did, but oh, okay, whatever. Wasn't that bad? It's fine. It's just, it is what it is. Cool. But dud number three, man, that was one of the biggest duds of them all. Well, because it all comes back to wrestling. The only duds that I'm okay with is the Dudley Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm A-okay with the Dudley Brothers. Me too. So I was known, and then before I was with that one relationship that was almost three years, I wasn't with anyone for a really long time. I had a couple little... I don't want to say flings because they were more than flings. They were just kind of like fling to be flung. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was more like people who 
when we're single, you know, it's comfortable, like oh, whatever. You know who you're talking to? I know, I know. So <laughs> it's like one of those types of things. But other than that, like I didn't have a boyfriend, whatever. So people would like here in Hollywood would always be like, how do you not have a boyfriend? Like it's so weird. And it's actually funny when I was in TNA, Shark Boy asked me the same question. He was like, why is it? And that's when I came up with the analogy of, you know, it's like I'm a business and I'm dying for somebody to be a co-CEO with me one day. But man, these guys, they can't even pass the freaking 30 day trial period. Like they can't. And then right when I get excited and one makes their way through to go to that 90, they can't make it to the 90. So like, what am I going to do? So when, um, people were just like, you know, they know me as not being with anybody. In fact, there was a guy, Rod! And he, Rod! Rod! It hurts my throat. Like, <laughs> well, Rod assumed Danielle and I were lesbians, not with each other, but sisters that were lesbians because he was like, I never see you guys with guys. You don't talk about guys. Like, I thought you guys were just lesbians. And that's not the first time we've known people mm -hmm. that have worked in the entertainment industry or just, like, been outgoing kind of people thinking, oh, you're never with a guy. You must be a lesbian. Well, like, it's not just about not being with a guy. We wouldn't talk about guys. That's why. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be like, oh, I wish or, oh, oh that guy's hot. It would just be like, we just didn't talk about it. Nope. <laughs> so, um, so I'm just trying to make my point of like how like single I pretty much was and not looking by the way. So, because I was always like, I like who I like, and if there's no one I like, then I don't really care. So, I'm not going to go searching for it. So, in saying all of that, I would be friends with people that I've slept with. Like, because I was on good terms with some of them, or I realized they weren't good for me to mess around with because, like, I really fall for them. So, it's better to just not hook up with them, you know? There's those ones, too. And a lot of those people, like, maybe when I'd see them, I'd be like, cool, or like, whatever. But other than that, like maybe on social media, I'd see them, whatever. So then when I got with Metal Jesus, I was like, okay, this is serious. And I, this is just how I am. Remember Strick Shelley over here. I wouldn't like it if he was still following or friends with people of his past. Because my whole thing was, is even though some people I put in that friend zone that I had been with, Almost every single time I've been around them, almost every single time I've seen a post that they've made, I always think back about when things have happened. Every single time. And that even goes for like when I see people on TV and it's people that I've been with. Every single time I have that thought, it takes me there. It triggers that like memory. So for me, I was just like, hmm. And back in the day when I was in Kentucky, I had this boyfriend who I was so psycho over. And one of the things he told me, because he wouldn't um, acknowledge to people in public that we were together. And it really bothered me, especially at work. And his whole thing to me was, because I had been with wrestlers before, he didn't want, like, what I was, it was, I get it. I know it sounds stupid, like, who cares? But I understand. And I told him, I said, look, I won't be friends with them if that's what you want. But he didn't believe me. And so when that had happened, we've talked about this on here before. When that had happened, it proved to me that guys do think about that kind of stuff. It's not just a girl thing. And it changed my way of thinking. So when Metal Jesus and I got super serious, I was just like, 
I'm going to unfollow some people because I just wouldn't want that to me. Now, the boyfriend I had for the three years and then the two boyfriend duds, what I did in those situations were, yeah, maybe I would still be following them on social media, but I wouldn't really go on my way to talk to them. I wouldn't really interact with them online. I just felt it was disrespectful, you know, and there were times when guys would hit me up and I'd be really open with whoever I was with and be like, Hey, look, this guy boxed me like whatever, because I just didn't want any, any bad karma coming my way, like of like keeping secrets or whatever. So with the metal Jesus, how like that just changed everything because it was a different kind of connection. I remember there was a couple people throughout the years of like, why don't you follow me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, because I'm in a relationship, like, you know, whatever. And then they, I've always gotten this vibe from especially people in wrestling that like, who cares? It's just wrestling. But it's like, but I know at least that one boyfriend that took me forever to get over. It took until Metal Jesus to get over that guy completely. So the, somebody that was that important to me cared so that was enough for me to know and when I would talk to metal Jesus about this when we first got together he was like totally on board he's like oh yeah that kind of like like he and he had stories that related to like how he knew how I felt you know so I knew he wasn't just like oh okay so it was another guy that you know what he did care about that kind of stuff so I'm gonna take some water what do you think so far about that you want to know what I think. Yes, I do. You want to know what I think. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I think. I have many thoughts on this. <laughs> I have been a good girl trying to have a good time, and I'm just a hopeless romantic. And as a result, I've met a lot of men that I've cared about even non-romantically. And I'm very mindful of that when I'm in a relationship because I tend to be more on the conservative side when it comes to being in a relationship, when it comes to just not talking to people that you've slept with and all that. And I've done that too. I literally purged my Facebook and my Instagram of people that not only I've been involved with, I had an attraction to. That's something else. Like I don't want to put that vibe to them. And I'm still, like, Instagram, like, there's people that, there was, like, a, something at one point. I'm still purging through that, but as far as my Facebook, for sure. And when I thought that I met this incredible man, and I was going to just, my little go-to man that I care so much about, who will always be my chicken noodle soup, and it's my fake chicken noodle soup because I don't <laughs> eat chicken, that I can always go to and makes me feel good and no matter what I'll always be happy in those moments I was like you know what I'm gonna delete all the pictures of them and I deleted them on my Facebook but I'm single right now so that person is still on my phone and I'm still able to be reached by them but it's been a few years since, you know, we were actually in a relationship. And anytime I'm in a relationship or they're in a relationship, we don't talk to each other. Yeah, exactly. And we make that very clear. And we're like, you know, I'm seeing somebody. And like, bam, got it. I will not bug, bug, bug you, you know. Like, I'm not going to cross that line. And it's a respect thing. Right. And I think with a lot of guys, too, it's sad for me to hear people that yeah. 
mess around with their friends' exes and stuff. Like, that's really messy and that's really mean. And I try to be mindful of that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hang out with somebody that was my ex's good friend or a family member or something. Like, that's weird. It's so it, weird. It could be weird. And the thing is, is for me, the two people who I recently unfollowed, one, I never even had sexual relations with. It was one of those things where at the beginning of my wrestling career, when I first started training, um, he went to that school and I had a little crush on him and we were just on AOL Messenger. And so then he came over, picked me up and we parked over there at the freaking middle school by our old house and we made out. We didn't sleep together. I'm not going to say why we didn't. Ooh. <laughs> because that's between me and him, and that's personal, and I'm not trying to put anyone on blast. And Dang. I've always thought that way. But we didn't sleep together. And so that's why he's somebody that I always still followed. And he's somebody who I think is really good in the world of wrestling and, like, what he does. So, like, I support what he does. But um, I'm not going to lie, like, throughout the years, I always think about that. And then when I was with that last dead boyfriend, when we when I broke up with him, he did the whole, like, I don't know. I don't even know what. I don't even care. But I just remember having a conversation with him where he was like, oh, yeah, well, you never said anything about you and so-and-so. And I was like, what? He goes, oh, you slept with so-and-so. And I thought to myself, uh, no, I didn't. And then I was just like, why is this getting around? So I ended up doing um, some side thing where that wrestler that I made out with was at. And I was like, you know what's real interesting? I was like, I heard from my ex, da da da, why is that being said? He was like, I never said that, I swear. And I was like, but it's weird because there's only two people in that car, like, you know. And he was just like, you know, no, I swear. And it's crazy because he ended up later in life having a serious relationship with a girl I know and I talk to a lot. And so one day out of nowhere, because I think after the dud told me that, then he kind of went in a different category of, dude, did you tell people that you slept with me? Because you didn't sleep with me. And so I was like, ugh. And so I asked her one day, I was like, hey, like, this happened, like, whatever. And she was like, you know what? When we were together, he was not very sexual. So, like, I don't think that he would say that. So, I don't know, whatever. That's where I stood with it. So, I unfollowed him because it just always reminded me of that no matter what, even if I was trying to support him. So, there's that. And then the other guy, I think the reason why I had a hard time unfollowing him is because... When I was in TNA, I was involved with him. I was very, very, very much into him. And it got very messy because he had this weird friend that would, like, get in my ear. And it was all confusing. And I kind of screwed the guy over. And I was very regretful of it because I really liked him, not really his friend. But, like, this whole thing happened. So later in life, I got to talk to him about it. And it was great because, like, we talked it out. We were cool. So I was so grateful that this guy totally forgave me because I felt bad. And we would flirt. And there's a couple times where, like, we would talk about maybe meeting up and blah, blah, blah. And so when I got with Metal Jesus, I was like, well, he'll still stay on there because it's like, you know, it's different now, whatever. But every time I see his tweet, I think about, you know, different things. And it's just like, that's not cool. So I have to unfollow him. So I did. 
you do what you have to do. And I know all about having that peace with somebody. And that's really nice. A lot of people who break things off, even in a non-romantic way or a potentially romantic way, to be able to step away and say, hey, we're cool. And it's a temptation to be like, let's keep in each other's lives and all that. And it can get messy and disrespectful for significant others. And I totally understand you. And I know these people you're talking about. And I hear all of this and I saw the heartbreak that you went through. As you see the heartbreak I go through in a personal way that no one else sees. I'm so glad that those people don't work out because the person you're with right now is the person you're meant to be with. And it doesn't discredit relationships you've had in the past. Like something being like a good Christian girl growing up is I was a fairy tale princess and the end all be all. And that's not always the case. And you can love somebody and they help you get to that other place and that road to find that person that's a way better fit for you. Not just in that moment, because a lot of people <coughs> just fit us in that moment. Totally. Just like that guy. Hold on. I'm going to Did you hear that? Did you get that? <laughs> Excuse me. Why are you screaming, eh? I'm Why are you sorry, mad? I'm sorry. I hate it. It hurts. So <laughs> that guy that, like, that was all about in Kentucky and I had to leave, it's like, it's crazy because there's times where I'd almost think, well, if nothing works out, I'll just go be with him. Even though I knew that we weren't supposed to be together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, like when I would weigh out where metal Jesus was in my life and who he was becoming in my life, I thought to myself, wow, he's giving me things that all these other dudes who I thought I had something with, and maybe I did at a time, like you're saying, it didn't work out because they could never give me that. And I'm not talking about money. It's like, they aren't, and this is not a dog on them, capable of giving me what I need. Your specific needs. Yeah, and it's crazy because another guy that I really liked a lot um, we never hooked up. It seemed like we were going to a million times. It just didn't happen. And one of the reasons he told me, like, I remember the way I met him. And then that's the thing too. I think I romanticized it in my head because he wasn't a wrestler. He had nothing to do with wrestling. And I was like, Oh, here's a guy that like, yeah. And then he doesn't have anything to do with the bad wrestling world. So I think I gave him too much credit his nice guy routine. And I remember when he was like posting photos of him and his ex-girlfriend being at different places and he kept like blowing me off. I was like, Oh, well I saw you went and did this, this and this with your ex. Like I've well, been there, you know, like, um, I guess you do have time, like whatever. And he was like, you know, Shelly, I just know that I can never give you what you deserve. And I remember it, pissed me off so much because I felt like he didn't give me even a chance what do you even know what I deserve because you haven't even like you've been leading me on for years for years you've been leading me on oh and yeah. like I liked him so much so so much and 
the thing is, is it wasn't until Metal Jesus I realized what he meant. Well, I had a similar experience with, look at read my lips. So this individual worked with you. He and, sure did. And he saw my type, and I even gave him a chance because he saw you topless, and that made me really upset. Well, it was his job, though. It was his job. It wasn't like he was this wrestler. His job is not to be on a set where that's the content, and he seen me topless. And then you put us in touch, and he seemed like so the kind of guy for me, and we would just go on our little Apple computers and video chat. And before he, it was a thing. Yeah, before it was a thing. And he would be in touch with me, and it was years. And finally, when I was in college and I lived off campus, he came to visit me. And I thought he spent the night one night, and we didn't have sex. We did not have sex <laughs> at all. And um, I went on his Facebook a few days later, and I saw... Zoo day with blah blah blah, his ex girlfriend, and all these pictures with her. And I was like, wow, really? And then I looked, and he followed all these really cute girls. And his girlfriend had a very unique look that didn't look like a lot of the girls that he followed, including me. We have a way different look, and it seemed like he was going towards, like, it, it, it was conflicting to say the least. And I was like, wow, really? And then I told him, I was like, you know what? You're hanging out with your ex. I'm done with you. Bye. And I did it a few times with people. And they're like, why? Like, that's so cold and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, no, what's the point? Yeah. There's no the point. point. If, point? if you had the intention to be my friend, that's something different. You never had the intention just to be my friend. You had another alternative and intention. So, that didn't pan out, so what's the point? That's the thing that... I'm not saying this is how it is. I'm just saying that in my experience, in my career, during the time I was in wrestling, I have no idea how it is now. I can't speak for it. I can only speak from my past experience. And I feel that a lot of times people gave me so much heat for not being buddy-buddy with people I've been involved with. And it's like... It's weird because it's like, okay, because, for example, there's this guy who I had been involved with a few times. I wanted something more. He didn't. Broke my heart. Whatever. But we were always supposed to be these, like, friends, right? We were supposedly friends. And so, like, when he ended up getting in a very serious relationship, no one told me nothing. I decided to unfollow him. And I decided to not continue to have a connection with him because I felt it was disrespectful to his relationship. And what's the point? You know, like, what's the point? Because exactly. we already crossed that line and there's no going back. And I'm, there's people out there, I'm sure, that they can totally just look at someone they've been involved with as just a friend but in my experience, even if I looked at someone just like that, they weren't looking at me back that way. They just were accepting that we were just friends and vice versa. I've been that person where the other guy was like, oh, you're just in my friend zone now. And then I'm like, maybe one day. So I've been on that side too. Well, 
I've been on many sides, and one of them is I didn't even want anything romantic, and I was just being nice to somebody, and they took it wrong, and I didn't realize I'm an issue in their romantic relationships, and they argue about me, and when I text this person back, like, it's so innocent, but it creates issues, so I don't want to be in a position like that, and I want to be respectful. (coughs) Well, here's the other thing, too, is for me, there's been a couple guys from my past, and here's the thing. Like, maybe I only hooked up with them, like, once, or just here and there, and then it had been, like, 10 years, nothing. Not even close, because it's not like that's trying to happen, right? So you can consider it a friendship, which I did with a lot of people. But the thing is, is, like, I feel that people put the impression on me or have straight up told me pretty much that I'm being too, like, overthinky and blah, blah, blah by not being all buddy-buddy with these people. So it's like I'm the bad guy. And I feel the reason why is because these are quote-unquote famous people. And what really annoys me is wrestler or not, People who are famous trying to, as the kids say, slide in my DMs. They know the deal. They know I'm with Metal Jesus still. Sometimes I even hear they've been snooping around asking people about me. So they know the deal. Mm -hmm. So just because you're famous, you think that you are going to be owed a reply. And there was this one guy who he and I, we never hooked up. Again, there was that we were supposed to. It didn't happen. Thank God. And we were really good friends for a really, really, really long time. Many, many years. And when I had my last interaction with him, I just couldn't believe the things he was saying because the way he was trying to creep back into my life reminded me of back in the day when I used to tell him about other dudes and he'd be like, Shelly, come on. And it's like, dude... You've told me years ago when guys would do this to me, and now you're doing that to me. Why? Because you weren't famous then, and you're famous now. So because you got your little blue check mark and you're on TV, you think that you can just, like, I'm going to be all like, thank you so much for recognizing me. Oh, I mean that much. Get the F out of here. Kiss my Mexican ass. No. And that's the Preach. Thing. That's the thing is like more than anything, I have had these issues with people, again, wrestler or not, because they are famous, they feel entitled to do that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the girls do it too. So it's not just the guys, the girls do it too. And I'm going to be honest with you, there's even times that I've done it now that I think of it. When there was this guy that I would creep on and I loved his music and blah, 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 I thought, well, because I have like a a little resume here, if you were to look at my Twitter or look at my Instagram, I got the blue check, I'm legit. So I've done it too. I've done it too. But the difference is, is when I see somebody is in a relationship, I'm like, no, I don't want to put that energy out there. I am the same way because I will use my opportunities And you know what? By gone it, sometimes you do create a status in life. 
and it's not always egocentric. It's, I know I'm a person of a certain character, and this is the way I live my life. But the moment, even with old flings or interests, when I see they're in a relationship, bam, done. Not happening. And I know a lot of girls, including some of my friends, <coughs> who were like, oh, she's not good enough for him. I'm better. And then it becomes a whole thing. I'm like, it's like competition. Yeah, it's so competitive. And for me, the moment I see that, that's like, I'm done. Yep. Even if I think you're somebody <coughs> that should be with me, nope, totally done. You know, even when I was going back to my single days, there was a person, I don't know if you know this. I'll throw a little cheese me out there. During my hood slam days, there was a hood slammer that once I said, hey, so-and-so, do you have a girlfriend? Because I was like, if he doesn't, I think we should probably hang out. Damn. And he said, yeah, I do. So from that moment on, I put him in the friend zone from that moment on. And I thought to myself, you know what? He is a good catch in my eyes. So I could see why he does have a girlfriend. <gasps> so he's off limits and not in a, Ooh, he's off. It's like, no, because the reason why I had that interest was because who his energy is and who he represented to himself to be whenever I was around him. I liked that. So I was respecting. And then to this day, and I'm pretty sure the girl he's with now is the same girlfriend from that time. And so I'm like, see, and they look so perfect together. And then I'm with metal Jesus and we are a way better match. So it's like, it was cool because he kind of put in me like, okay, I, I want to look for those kind of qualities. That's what I want. And, but from that moment, and I was so single, I never, like, I was like, nope. And he's always just been in that zone. I have a few comments on that. <laughs> one of them is, I'm so sorry, audience. I'm the lucky one here who on the break can be like, are you talking about so-and-so? I get the real dirt. The I'm sorry you don't get that because it's so satisfying. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I totally feel you on that. And it's so interesting because I feel dating people, including myself, like I said earlier, see it so black and white, so final instead of being a process and finding out the qualities in somebody that you really like and you gravitate towards. Like, oh, I notice I keep dra gravitating towards this kind of person. And, oh, I really don't like when somebody's like this. But I like it more when like that. Instead of being like, oh, you have these qualities? I need to keep you to myself. You're the end-all, be-all. It's like, mm -hmm. well, no. It's, it's a progression. And then you get to a point where you find somebody who has a lot of those qualities. And no one's ever going to be perfect. And that's called a relationship and you work <clears throat> on things. But some people get you a little bit more. It's so true because here's the thing. And now here's, here's the thing. I don't want it to make it sound like, oh, me and Metal Jesus, we're just like, it's a lot of work. And there's times I just want to beat his ass. Let me tell you something real quick. Whew. So I just want to throw that out there because I think people, sometimes when they don't hear the other side and they just hear the praises, they don't realize that 
the reason why I'm talking about this stuff is because it's not perfect. Just like with these other guys, it wasn't perfect. But it's like all these guys that affected me in a way where it kind of stayed with me to where that's why I'd have to do I unfollow them? Oh, this, da, da, da. it's because Metal Jesus ended up having the cocktail of what I wanted or I saw in each of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like that friend that I had that nothing ever happened. There was one point where I thought, oh, maybe he's the love of my life. Maybe, and that's again going back to watching too much TV. It's like Ross and Rachel, Monica and Chandler. Oh, that can happen. And I think that, or now looking back, it's like I feel like I just love that idea of you're already friends with somebody and then you realize you guys are in love and it works out. Because I lived in a house in Kentucky with a bunch of wrestlers. And there was two wrestlers in that house that I thought maybe something at one point. One of them, he just had a lot of qualities that I just really liked. Who he was when I first moved to Kentucky and the conversations we had. Guys never talked to me like that. Ever. And I'll never forget, like, we were outside of a gym and I was feeling really alone and filled with anxiety. This is before my marijuana days and drinking. And he saw me and he came and sat and talked with me. And what was going on is when I had that weird wedding that I had and I got married to that guy, he would call me and like threaten me like with a lot of stuff. And I didn't know, I believed all the things like, you know, he was saying things out of emotion because he was hurt, and I get it. But I thought what he was saying, he knew what he was talking about. So I thought, like, my life was being just, like, ruined because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what do I do? Like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm like, living in Kentucky because I'm, like, finally here in WWE. I have this weird marriage that's now going to be a divorce of this guy barely knew. So, like, what did I do there? And now he's telling me all these things and, like – Nobody was there for me. Mom wouldn't talk to me because I was in WWE and she didn't prove. Grandma, she just, all she could do was listen. Like, she didn't really have anything much to say. And so it's like, what do I do? And so this guy talked to me. And, like, when he talked to me, it was so deep and real. And he wasn't trying to sleep with me. And I needed that. Oh, my God, I could cry right now. So... That's who he was when I first met him. And then we became friends. And then all of a sudden, he's one of the wrestlers that lives in this house. And then now I am a smoker and a drinker. So now I get to bond with him in that regard. And then the talks were deeper. And this and that. And I just was like, dude, this is freaking awesome. So then when I moved away and I continued to like keep in touch with my old roommates, I told my one roommate, I was like, you know, I think I like him. Like, I think like I, I think I like him. Oh, my gosh. And so I love Josh. I love Josh. You know, that moment <laughs> yeah. again, watching too much TV. And so, and it's not to say I wasn't attracted to him. And that's the thing. There were always moments that I was, but it wasn't that way. We didn't cross that line. So whatever. <clears throat> so there was that. And then later I thought my other roommate, oh my gosh, maybe all along he's like my Chandler. Oh, little Disney princess thinking everything's so meant to be and so enchanted. 
Yeah. But thank God I never slept with him because I feel if I would have slept with either of those guys that I used to live with, I feel I would have ended up, it would have been different and it it still wouldn't have worked out and it would have been super, super heartbreaking, I know, because if I would have allowed either of those guys into my body, it would have taken everything to, to the other level and just different. Ruin everything. And ruin everything. Point in case, that one guy in Kentucky that, like, I did have all that with and whatever. And the thing is, is we were really good friends. So when I got with Metal Jesus, and then over the years we became friends, that's the thing. I thought it worked. Oh, I want to already be friends with them, which is really lazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, it's kind of like when Phoebe tells, or was it... Um, Rachel tells Joey, don't hit hit on your existing friends. Like, I was hitting on my existing friends. And then in my mind, already making up, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so it's like, no, dude. Thank God. And then dud number one, thank God I didn't sleep with him because that would have been bad too. Oh, sometimes you get desperate. You get your milk duds. You never finish the whole box. You know, just toss it out. I know. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about, before we end today's show, why I quit doing wrestling conventions. All right, we'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. 
So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. What's so freaking funny is Danielle and I were chit-chatting a little cheese hour over here at Casa Martinez Mertz. And she was telling me about... Ah! Why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I hate it! Stop! <laughs> Why did you put that out? I didn't mean to! <laughs> Guess what that is? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Anyways. Do you know what that was? If you do, tweet at us. Tweet at us, hashtag I know, hashtag Shelly Live. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm going to keep that mystery going, so make sure you favorite that or whatever you got to do okay. so you don't lose it. So we can make it a whole thing. So anyways, so one of the things Danielle told me is she had a dream about an ex of hers, and <laughs> I had to say going about this dream <laughs> anyways she told me about this dream about her and her ex and I showed her that in my notes I had her name and his but we ran out of time so we'll just have to talk about that <laughs> some other time but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at it because I didn't really get to look at it. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Okay. No, cut it out. That's enough. We're recording a podcast here for <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about why I quit doing conventions. Okay. So I'm sure there'll be a time where we get into it more deeper. I just wanted to, it was just kind of on my mind. I don't know why. Speaking of dreams, because one of the people that was at the convention, that I, the 
convention I was at that I realized I wasn't going to do it anymore. I had a dream about them kind of recently too. So I think that's why they were on my mind. And I was like, you know what, maybe I just needed to tap into that or whatever. And I thought maybe the listeners would think it's interesting why I stopped. Mm -hmm. Because when I stopped wanting to do the conventions, I had already retired. I already knew I was retired, but I was like, oh, let's do the conventions. That's easy enough. Well, no, because here's the thing. When they quit being fun, first of all, that sucks. And then you get people trying to get me for cheaper than they did before, and it becomes this whole thing. And then they make me almost feel guilty, like, if I don't take the pay cut. And then there's times where it's like, I need money, so I guess I'll take the pay cuts better than no pay. And so it just became this whole game of, like, cat and mouse with these damn promoters and people not booking things properly just kind of leaving me on my own but it's like oh if I was some like top guy name you would be like kissing my ass but p.s. I'm a girl aren't you supposed to be like make being a gentleman and making sure I get to a and b it was just really exhausting but I felt like you know how I am maybe I'm still meant I still get to be around these certain people maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. so I did this one show. I can't even remember where it was or what it was called. I've talked about this before. Um, There was a dude there that he was on the Phil Donahue uh, talk show back in the day when they talked against Vince McMahon on there. And he was one of the people on there. And so I was really curious about, like, what was that all about? And I wanted to know off record. I wasn't going to go and talk to him and then podcast and tell everybody what he told me. I was just going to be, I I wanted to know. I wanted to know the cheese man, right, you know? And I felt like because I got booked with him at the same table after I, like, was wanting to meet him you know it wasn't something that happened before and this is like another time of seeing the guy i was like oh my gosh it's meant mm-hmm. dude the dude can care less he just was like you mean to tell me you came here because of me and i was like well yeah and it's like i wasn't being like oh that, but it's like that's that was my deciding factor of taking that booking you know and so that's when i was just like oh so there's strike one and then strike two Um, I was just like, you know, I just, I don't think this is for me anymore. It's not fun. I saw this one wrestler who openly would bad mouth me and I used to make a joke about it because I thought it was funny, but then I just remember zooming in on him on my fun cam and I was all on my medicated chocolate and I was like, it's not funny to me anymore. Not that it's like, it made me mad, but it was like kind of sad and I was like, you know, it's not funny because it's old now and, like, I don't find humor. Whereas before, I used to think it was funny that this dude would badmouth me so much over, like, I never did anything to him. I just, I guess, rubbed him wrong. He didn't like the things I had to say. But, like, instead of just saying that, he's been trying to trash me to whoever will listen, Right. So then I turned it from being like, ew, F him, like why, to this freaking dude, he's freaking hilarious. He doesn't even freaking know why he doesn't like me. Like, it's so funny. And so it was a comedy bit to me. But then, much like comedy, after the laughter stops, 
it's reality. And it's just like, oh, it was so sad. <clears throat> I felt sorry for the dude. I just looked around the room and I was just like, this just isn't for me. Like, I'm seeing people have a good time. And that used to be me, but that's not me anymore. So, like, maybe it's time to stop these things and it's time to go. Like, maybe that's the case. So then I did this shortly after I had this other gig. And the thing is, the promoter that brought me in was so nice. Always took care of me. Mm -hmm. Super awesome. So then I thought, okay, this is redeeming my last, you know, the weekend before. But... I think now that I'm putting it together, oh my goodness, this is why I love podcasting with you. Want me to say something? I don't know why you're beating me up over here, but <laughs> tell me why you like podcasting. <laughs> because um, now I'm realizing, because that next booking I had, again, the guy was the guy vendor that brought me in, super nice dude, took care of me, made sure I was fed, made sure I had mm -hmm. drinks on top of it. Me and his brother, we get drunk together. Super nice. But I was drinking too much. Mm. I ended up calling out a lot of people in the bar that night. In a nice way, though. Like, I wasn't being drama. It was just, I saw it as my chance where I don't know if I'll see these people again because I don't think I should do this anymore. I knew. It was almost like before my head knew, my soul knew that was it. So this was like me saying goodbye <clears throat> kind of thing. And so <clears throat> I'm glad I did confront people. I don't want to say call out. I confronted a lot of people. And out of everyone I confronted, only one didn't, didn't go very positively. You know? All the other ones were very, actually very proactive and it was cool because not only were they able to hear where I was coming from and why my feelings were hurt, but I was able to hear where they were in their life and maybe that's why they couldn't be a good friend or whatever, you know? So it was very healing. So I'm yeah. grateful for that. Like uh, that bad night I'm grateful for, but that's like a lot. Right. And then on top of that, that weekend before I had, and then that here I'm thinking everything's cool. But then when I got a little too turned up and then I went and confronted all these people and then I thought everything was cool. Well, then there's a big chunk of the night I don't remember. And it really bothers me because it got back to me different rumors of things that had happened. And I don't know which ones are true. And that I have a problem with. To not be able to say that's not true, that didn't happen, or that did happen. Like, I am not cool with that. And <clears throat> another time I was that way was when I wrestled drunk that time. And again, I was dealing with really um, somebody giving me a lot of information about stuff that people said that I was crazy and like made me feel like maybe I am not remembering things. So it made me second guess what I know and who I am. And so it was the same type of thing. And so that's when I knew I can't be around this, this energy because when I think I'm in control and I'm cool with it, there's these triggers that happen, whether I'm drinking or not, because there's times I've had bad nights and there was no alcohol involved, but same kind of vibe. So it's like, it's not good for my soul to be in that environment, that, just for me and the different things that I had to deal with. So that's when I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do conventions. And that's when I said, the last one I'm going to do is WrestleCon. And, or, I mean, sorry, WrestleCade. And I'm not going to do them anymore. Well, that sounds like a wise decision, and I have accompanied 
you on a few different occasions and different conventions, different shows and things of that nature. And I think where you're at in your life, it's better just to stay in different environments that flourish you and encourage you instead of making you feel drained. Drained or here's something that's so interesting is there's a gal I follow and it trips me out because she's so much younger than me but has these like wise things to say and I'm just like dude I wish I I wish I understood things like that but it wasn't meant for me to and for whatever she's doing in her life she's meant to uh, get things in that vibe and that's great it just trips me out. I'm like, this young girl <laughs> teaching me. But that goes to show you, if you're open to learning, that's freaking, you never know what's going to come from. And something that she preaches a lot about is, and it's really been hitting me to the core in the last like month or so, she says things like this off and on. She'll put out there things like, you know, if you had to prove who you are to somebody, they're not for you. And it's like, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to always prove myself to the wrestling world. And it's crazy because <clears throat> I still am able to make money because of the name I made for myself in the wrestling world with my fans. So it's like the fans were always there. And I wish I recognized that then more than into feeling I had to prove myself to all these people behind the scenes when I was out there already doing that. I didn't need to do all that extra, but I felt, and maybe that's my problem. I was feeling as though that that's what I had to do based on people not taking me serious, people straight up telling me that I'm not getting taken serious, whatever. So, I was like, dude, that's just like with wrestling for me. It's like I always felt like I had to prove myself to the people behind the scenes. And it's like my work proves my worth. I know my worth. And even though maybe I didn't get that 100%, I still feel that I vibe that way. And that's why I would say something to top guys that people like, you're not supposed to say that. And it's like, why? So it was there. But I just didn't understand it yet. You know, I just was going off of energy, you know. And so when she said that, not only did it apply for me in wrestling, but it also applied to me in unavailable friendships or uh, relationships in our family of, like, feeling I had to prove myself to different people who it's like I don't have to prove myself to you. Like, the people like you, for example, Metal Jesus, Francine, I don't have to prove myself to you guys. You know what I mean? And it's like, but I spent so much of my energy in life trying to prove myself to people who I don't even need to prove myself to. My most stressful relationships, including work relationships, involves me having to prove myself. And as a single gal, I recently was like, I'm the queen of heartbreaks. I'm, (laughs) I'm the queen of breaking up. And not in the way of like to hurt people, but I'm somebody who I went through a long relationship at one point in my life that was like during adolescence. So my tolerance level is very low on what I'm willing to give into. 
So I end up dating people and take it as long as I can, but I don't want to settle and I don't have like long-term boyfriends for very long. And when I feel like, oh, how did this person leave me? What was wrong with me? What did I do wrong? And sometimes, yeah, there's things you have to work on yourself and figure out and that's all part of the process. But like your friend said, when you feel like you have to prove yourself, I found myself going on the internet on like girls' blogs, like how do you make a man feel enticed by you and how do you make a man obsessed with you that they never want to go anywhere else? And it was that fear of, oh, I need to make sure I can lock someone down because there's something about me that doesn't do that. But I know the kind of person I am. And I know that my exes are just a phone call away any day and time. And they always come back. So it's not about that. My ego got bruised and I'm somebody who like, oh, what, what, what's wrong with me? Kind of a feeling. Well, here's another thing that she, another way of thinking that she puts out there. I took a screenshot of one of her snaps today and it says, If something or someone Fs with my peace, I don't want it at all. It took me so damn long to get where I am in life today and mentally. I could love you so much and never speak to you again because your presence just disturbs my peace. doesn't mean I love you less. It means I love me more and I'm not sorry about it. And I'll never feel bad for dropping someone from my life. I feel bad for them because they forever lost the chance to ever have me in their life ever again. I don't care how cocky that sounds. I know what I bring to the table, so I ain't afraid to eat alone. I will never feel bad for outgrowing people, but I feel bad for them because they can't they couldn't grow with me. Take care. Champagne clink. So that hit a chord for me too because a lot of times I feel super guilty kind of going back to the unfollowing people I like. And it's like, okay, you know, maybe there are different you know, they were these guys that I was involved with in different ways. And now they're like, I put them in this friend zone. So whatever. And it's like, but I would even without being in a relationship, that wasn't good for my mental health to always relive. And it's almost like, maybe that's why I kept putting like the dud in this category. These guys that were my friends that I was trying to fall in love with. It's like, because I was already kind of like, okay, this is how it's going to be kind of thing. And it's like, you know, I don't want to let them go. And it's like, it's not, it's unhealthy because it's like, I feel guilt. But then it's like, no dude, every time I try to make those connections, whether it's romantic or not work, I always get my feelings hurt. So it's like, I know my intent. And someone once told me, all you could do is pray for them. And it's so true. And it's like this girl, one of the things she says, you know, pray for your people, you know, pray for people you had a falling out with. Pray for people if you think about them. That doesn't mean you have to reconnect. Forgiveness doesn't mean reconnection. And I was like, that's so true. That's right. Mm-hmm. F up is I get myself in trouble because it's like, oh, it's fine. And it's like, no, dude, there's a reason. And that's okay. I could still have positive feelings about these people. But that doesn't mean they need to be in my life, a.k.a. my timeline, because I do make money online. I do promote all my stuff almost every single day as part mm-hmm. of my job. So I am online. So it's not like one of those things where I can just be like, 
oh, I'll just ignore it because I thought I could. But it's like, even though I skim sometimes, it's like that one time I'll see it and I'll be like, oh, yeah. And it's not like I'm like missing them. It's just like I can't help but think about something, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not that I want them or it's just like, I can't, like maybe where I am in that day. So then maybe I'll something even like nothing to have to hook it up. Like, oh, that time where we went out and ate sushi that time. And it's like, why am I? I don't want that. I don't want to be thinking of him like that. That's done. I yeah. eat sushi with metal Jesus now. I'm fine with that. And just focusing so much on the past because we have a lot of regrets. <clears throat> and for me, when I'm sleeping at night, something that keeps me up is my past mistakes or any regrets. And I wake up and I start thinking about the past or thinking about how I had a bad day because a client was yelling at me or I didn't do this right or how I could have done this better. I'm like, wait, I'm obsessing about the past right now. The past is gone. What is present is now mm-hmm. in this moment. And it's hard to remember that because we're always obsessing about the past or the future. And being present is something that is hard to do because you want to be pragmatic and think about the future. And then you also want to work on yourself and think about the past and how you can make yourself better. But there's definitely a lot of wiggle room and balance. And for me, I feel like even outside of romance, like we keep talking about like coworkers. I've had so many coworkers that I really care about, or you tell me, me, my weird friends. You and your weird and friends. I do have weird friends. And <laughs> I, it's not uncommon for me to, like, have these weird friendships. And it's not weird, like, oh, they're screwing me over anything, but they're just unpredictable. They're just weird, dude. Just <laughs> offbeat people. And then all of a sudden, they just disappear from my life. And they're coworkers. They're friends. They're business owners. They're all these things because for somebody like me, I'm such a personal people person that even my work affects me and I'm friends with my boss. I'm friends with my coworkers and it like consumes me. And so just having that balance is something that is what I'm striving for. It sucks when you really care about people and you're working as a team and like you feel that intimacy, like, you know, we have really hard days where we come together and we help each other. Well, that's why I had that problem with those guys, like those two roommates that I had, because it's like, it made sense. We know, we like knowing the world of wrestling and how it operates. And because they lived with me, like I know how they were with dating girls and they knew how I was when I dated guys. So there was like, it, I, it made sense. It made sense, but it's like, I'm just, I was so glad it didn't work out. And now when I just look back at everything, it was like. I don't know. It's I long story short where I need to work in my life on is letting people go, not because I'm being a bitch, but because we just don't connect like that anymore and it's okay. It's not meaning like I dislike them or whatever. It's just like my time's very precious and I'm realizing that more and more as I get older and it's just like, you know, I'm sorry. It's going to take a lot to get my time. And not yeah. like, not like, oh, you know, whatever. But for example, I have a friend, and we'll close out. I have a friend, and I used to go out of my way a lot to really try to keep that connection really alive. But then, based on what I wasn't getting back, 
I started to like be a little more distant and it wasn't my normal Shelly's being distant because she's mad at so-and-so it was just okay well I'm not gonna be chasing after you because it wasn't like they were doing me here we go again get off your damn phone I'm trying to take a picture get out of here with your your weird friends <laughs> no but for realsies so it's like I wasn't getting that same energy back. And it wasn't that they were being ugly about or anything. Maybe they're just too busy. I don't know. It's fine. But that's why I stopped putting so much of my time and effort into this person. Because I feel like, you know, like, and then here's what's crazy. Since I started to do that and be more distant, not because, again, of bad feelings, but just because... You know, I'm not going to chase after you. Minnie's now in our life. So it's like, I don't got time for that. Even now, like, if I was giving you time before, I don't know where I'd fit that in because now I have Miss Minnie over here and she's a handful. So it worked out. But the point is, is like, it took me... I didn't drag it out as long as I would have in the past because now I do look at things like that. And that's a good example of not having bad feelings towards somebody. They didn't do anything ugly or anything like that. It's just, they don't, you don't hear from them unless you're reaching out first. So that gets a little exhausting after a while. And it's like, if you're not at least once in a while getting it back at me, then I'm whatever. I'm going to stop. I feel stupid. I don't like that. My mom does that to me, too. <laughs> Not everybody is worth our time. And <clears throat> something I learned is some people are willing to invest in low intimacy relationships. I'm somebody who I can have a very deep and meaningful and intimate connection with a stranger for a few seconds. Yeah. And that's, that's how I roll, baby. And sometimes I get a little too deep with people and we have really meaningful moments and I take it to the next level as far as thinking we're going to have a longer friendship or a lasting, meaningful, whatever. But it was just that fleeting special moment. And I think that's okay to have too. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. We have had a long show today, but that's a-okay. Make sure you guys uh, stay tuned to ShellyMartinez.net because very soon there is going to be the return of the Wake and Make Morning Show with me and Danielle. And, uh, you know, same kind of podcast. We just talk about different things. I'm trying to keep Shelly Live more wrestling-oriented, especially because VOC Nation. Not that everyone's all about the wrestling, but, you know, it's kind of like a it's the group there and like I, I know a lot of listeners they do um come from that wrestling fan base so uh, i don't know i just feel like you know i'm just gonna try to make my shelly live more wrestling related and keep the wake and bake exactly how it was before sometimes i talk about wrestling on there too mm -hmm. but you know with the cafe danielle and talking about mental health and all that good stuff so i'm look, really looking forward to the comeback of that yay me too Danielle's world, Danielle's world. Welcome to Danielle's world. When you're used to Shelly's world. 
there comes Danielle. <laughs> All right, you guys, we will be back here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Again, make sure to go to ShellyMartinez.net for all the stuff I got going on. Danielle has a blog page on there as well. And later today, because today's Monday that we're recording this, later today I'm going to be releasing on ShellyMartinez.net for my secret society this week's model Monday photo set, which is Danielle. I took some photos of her at a really cute studio in oh, downtown. LA. So I'm going to be releasing those today. I'm very excited about that. And uh, so make sure to go to the site and check it out. And if you want to see all my other links, just go to shellyslinks.com. And she's at greenvenus10 on the Twitter and on the Instagram. And yeah, I think that's all we got. All right. Well, until then, I'm Shelly from Cali. She's Danny California, and we'll be smelling you later. Adios. Toodles.